Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Hollywood Speaks podcast, the podcast where you guessed it, Hollywood Speaks. On today's episode, I am doing a solo chit chat, going to be answering some questions and then leading you into a guided reflection for the end of 2023, leading you into 2024. So let's jump into today's episode. To start off today's solo episode, I wanted to do just a fun little get to know you, get to know me Q&A, just kind of like a fun one, nothing too serious. So the first question I have, if I could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Okay, I think my family definitely knows my answer to this one, so they're probably like, We already know what you're going to say. But 100% teleportation, especially living in Los Angeles where everything is so spread out. I say it a million times. It is the bane of my existence at points when I'm like, I want to do all these different things, but I can't because distance. So 100% teleportation. Also, I could just like go somewhere see family, go to Europe, come back, and not have to deal with long travel days. It would just be a dream. So definitely would do teleportation. Okay, next question. Share a embarrassing or funny childhood story that still makes you laugh today. Okay, I had to think about this, but it's not really childhood. It's actually from college, but this is embarrassing, y'all. So strap in. I am really just exposing myself out here today. So here we go. I'm about to get real close. Um, Okay. So fun fact about me is I was born with two less permanent teeth in my body. So I had one – it's like, okay, your two front teeth, you know, and then you have the two ones on the outside of your two front teeth, whatever those ones are called. Anyway, those two outer teeth, I just never got permanent teeth. One of them, I never had a like tooth there ever. So I just had a lot of teeth problems. That's beside the point. All that to say, I, praise God, had the ability to get dental implants when I was in college. That was so exciting. I had never had real teeth there. I had always just been toothless when I was a kid or I had a wide range of different like retainers that had teeth in them. So like my whole life as a kid, I was just always somewhat nervous at lunch, at school that one day my retainer was going to come out. So all that to say my whole life up until like my freshman year of college was just a lot of anxiety around eating with my toothless mouth. So finally, my freshman year of college, I had dental implants. Those babies were in with metal rods. Um, and I was going on a trip with my church at the time um, to Rome. We were doing a missions trip one summer. And we were all at the airport. It was super early. And so I went to a Starbucks to get a coffee and a breakfast sandwich. And it was like one of those, you know, heated up ones. So it was pretty warm, but delicious, of course. So I'm biting into that thing and it's great, you know. And everyone I'm talking with in this trip, we had pretty much just met. 
Um, but everyone was super nice. And all of a sudden, I'm biting into my sandwich and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is in this thing? It's so crunchy. I'm like, is there like a piece of metal in this sandwich? Like what is happening? And I just kind of like, kind of noticed it was something super hard. And so I took a napkin and kind of like, tried to be polite, but I kind of spit out the part that had the hard piece in it. And I moved my tongue around and I realized one of my teeth is missing. And I realized one of my teeth is in my napkin. And I realized everyone that I just met is now witnessing my toothless mouth. Only one fell out, not both, but still mortifying. Immediately heat rushes into my body. I'm sweating. My heart is beating fast. My worst fear is now occurring. I just met these people. I am at my gate. I'm about to board to go to Rome, Italy for like a week and a half. And I'm like, okay, the tooth is in pieces. It's in my napkin. I am now toothless and I'm already past security. I what am I going to do? Like I'm just like this is awful. And so I just like turn to this girl who is now one of my bestest friends to this day and I look at her and I'm like I have my mouth kind of like over or my hand over my mouth cuz I was just like I'm too embarrassed. And I was like, this is really embarrassing, but my tooth just fell out. And she was like, oh my gosh, is it bleeding? And I was like, yeah, also really embarrassing. It is actually a fake tooth. So no, no blood. I am just having a metal rod sticking out of my mouth right now. And I show her and she's like, oh my gosh, that is a space. Oh my gosh, are you okay? What do you need? And I'm like, uh, a dentist. <laughs> and I like look to everyone else and I'm like, yeah, this is like super embarrassing to like my whole team of like 15 people. I'm like, my tooth just fell out. It's an implant. And I'm like talking with like literally a missing tooth, like a five-year-old and I'm in my 20s. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm just like, this is mortifying. So I go to the bathroom. I'm like, of course, I cry in the stall. I'm like, this is awful. I call my parents and like, well, call your dentist. Like, just call him and tell him what happened. I call my dentist and he's like, can you put it back in? I'm like, well, I chewed on it, sir. And I think what had happened was the sandwich, I guess, somehow it was hot, which you should be able to do that. I think maybe whenever it was originally put in, it got loose or something. I don't know. Maybe it was the heat. It was spiritual warfare, perhaps. It could have been anything. I basically realized there this tooth is not going back in my mouth. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was like, well, like, is the hole exposed? And I was like, yes. And then thankfully my dentist was like, you know, it's actually pretty dangerous for you to have like exposed that whole exposed, it could get infected. So you need to come for like emergency surgery. And I was like, don't tell me twice. I am getting this whole like fixed. But then I'm like, wait, I'm going to Italy. What am I going to do? And so um, I go to like the – I tell my my friends, I'm like, I'm going to go to the dentist. I'll hopefully see you soon. I'm going to go. And I like go to the, you know, 
customer service and I just start crying in front of the lady. I tell her my tooth fell out and I have to get it fixed and like can I get a new flight tomorrow? And she felt so bad for me. She was the sweetest. I think it was American Airlines. Shout out to them. She basically let me be on the same flight the next day. And I go to my dentist. Well, my sweet dad picks me up. I have this picture. I should include it in like the um, Hollywood Speaks podcast Instagram because it's pretty humbling and hilarious now. I can now laugh at it. And I'm basically like with my thumbs up, just like smiling big with this huge gap in my teeth. And I, my dad picked me up. I love you, dad. Thank you so much. He like went through Timbuktu to get me out of the airport. And I then go straight to the dentist. They do emergency surgery, put the tooth back in. Praise God that tooth was like able to be back in that day. And I was never happier to have two teeth. Still to this day, I always like – not always, but I definitely more often than I used to. Like I like move my tongue around my teeth to make sure that they're all still there. <laughs> and – yeah, that's definitely my most embarrassing story. That also was kind of a long explanation, but hopefully that was entertaining for you. And now we're closer. So there we go. Next question, what was your number one song on Spotify wrapped? This is hilarious. So I have been teaching dance and yoga to kids for the past year and a half. So for the past year and a half, my Spotify wrapped has been overtaken by those children's songs. So this past year, my number one song was Shake Your Sillies Out. That was it. <laughs> Next question. Who did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid? Oh, okay. I guess this is like career stuff. Okay. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian. But then when I realized that you had to give shots to dogs, which I love dogs and I loved dogs, I was like, I can't do that. So then I decided to change my mind and I wanted to become an actress, which was basically my dream since I was like second grade, first grade, all the way up until probably like post-college, honestly. Um, I thought I was going to be an actress for a very long time and – I mean, I love it. I love acting, but um, I had a change of heart um, when I was in college. I felt like the Lord was just leading me into a realization that it was something I was idolizing, that I felt like if I didn't have acting and if I wasn't acting, that I couldn't have joy in my life. And I had this like desperation for it that I realized was very unhealthy. It was causing me to be very in chains to that desire and it was just causing a lot of pressure and stress on me. And once I gave that up, I actually felt super, super free. Um, and then the Lord actually led me back into it again, but it was much more fun. And then since then, I felt like I don't really feel like I need to do it. Like I don't feel like I really miss it. I actually feel really okay not doing it. Um, like I love characters. I love storytelling. But I think also living in Los Angeles and seeing the sacrifice that it requires, I realized that I don't love it that much or feel called to it in that way to make those sacrifices and live that life that you do live as an actress or an actor. So um, that has changed. 
and here I am. What is your favorite thing about Los Angeles? Oh, there are so many things I could say. I love the people so much. I love the activities, the hiking, the beach, the nature, the weather. People get on Los Angeles because it's so expensive, which it is. But also, you get what you pay for. You get the weather. You get the activities, the fun sights, so many fun things to do. When I was in Texas, yes, it was cheaper, but there was so much less to do and it was super boring to me, to me at least. So, and I just love adventure. I love doing activities. I don't like sitting at home. So to me, it's so worth it. And I love that I can go to West Hollywood and, you know, live that city life and I can go to the beach and watch a sunset. And then I can go to a dance class by some of the best choreographers in North Hollywood, all within the same city. So yeah, I love LA. And the people are so amazing and wonderful and creative and fascinating. I have the biggest heart for the city. What is the hardest part about living in LA? I feel like I've mentioned this so many times, but definitely how spread out it is. Like if you want to go from where I live to the Grove, it's not an easy drive, for example. So just like the distance is hard at times, the parking, and it's definitely expensive. And so that can be difficult. But again, to me, it's so worth it. And I'm so thankful to be here. Okay, last two LA questions. Is there anything that surprised you about LA? Um, This is like very niche and not even very exciting, but I actually was surprised at how few coffee shops have like gluten-free options or pastries or restaurants that have really good gluten-free options. You definitely have like your Air One and then you have your other like high – expensive vibe grocery stores that have lots of good options. But in terms of like coffee shops and restaurants, I actually kind of found like maybe it's just because I know more about Houston. But when I was living in Houston, I feel like I actually had a lot of really good go-to gluten-free spots like coffee shops and restaurants that had like literally all gluten-free stuff that I had a good amount of places I would go to that I feel like here I don't feel that way actually. I could be just not going to the right places. Maybe it's my neighborhood, but I feel like I'm always just surprised when I go somewhere and there are like no options for me. I think I just figured being in LA that like every coffee shop or most coffee shops would have gluten-free, but they really don't. I mean, there's definitely a lot, but it wasn't as much as I expected, I'll say. Um, and then last LA question, is there anything stereotypical that you really enjoy about LA? Um, I mean, uh, I was just talking about gluten-free stuff. So there's that gluten-free options. Um, I, I think the first thing that came to mind, honestly, and just get your laughter ready. You can tease me, family, friends, but I do this very rarely, extremely rarely because it is such an expensive treat. 
but Erwan. Oh, it's there's a reason. Well, I don't think it it should be that expensive. It's actually insane, and it should not be that expensive. But let me tell you, the quality is there. Like you're paying. I mean, it shouldn't be that much, but like you can taste the difference in the quality for sure. I don't do grocery shopping there, but they have. If you live in LA, if you've been, you know what I'm talking about. They have the best, like, hot bar food, like grab and go food. Oh, it's so fresh. And talk about good gluten free options. Like, if there's like a, you know, a $3 additional fee for a gluten free sandwich, I probably won't get it because I'm like, I know it's going to be stale bread. But Air One, they do gluten free so well. And there's like this protein plate you can get where you pick like a protein and two sides. And they have, y'all, let me get you on this. They have gluten-free chicken tenders. Those things taste like the real deal. Oh my gosh, delicious. Okay, now that we've gone through some fun little Q&As, I'm going to dive into a little end-of-year reflection to guide us into 2024. So first question is, what was the highlight of your 2023? Feel free to give a little pause, journal, think through, whatever you want to do. What is a hope that you have for the last couple weeks of the year? You thought I was going to say 2024. Nope. (laughs) I think it's kind of fun to think about like before we just skip right into 2024, the gifts that we have right in front of us before the year ends. And then you don't have to do this right now. Maybe you think about it, pray about it. But do you have a word in mind for 2024? I love doing this because I love to pray about it and I feel like God really gives me a word that I really see come to fruition. So yeah. You pray about that. Think about that. And then is there anything that you want to change moving forward? Like things that you're feeling need to change in your life, but you felt unmotivated to do that. Maybe write it down and think or pray about what would get you there. So for example, maybe there's friendships in your life that you realize are unhealthy or ones that you do not think are good to have. Maybe it's thinking through, how do I end this friendship well? How do I um, find healthier friendships? Maybe it's you want to be more brave, you want to be bolder. How do you do that? It's hard to just say like, I'm going to be bolder. I'm going to be braver. It's That's a lot. <laughs> what are the steps to get there? Maybe it's like, in what way do you want to be bolder? Is it, I want to say yes to auditions. I want to go out for more auditions. I want to go out to be, I want to go out to get an agent. Um, Maybe it's, I want to apply for a new job or leave a job. What are those steps that would get you there? Would it mean setting aside time in the morning to pray, setting aside time intentionally in your week to be around people who challenge you and encourage you in that bravery. Maybe it's taking an audit of the people around you. Are they supporting the goals and the values that you have? Because I think it's important to realize how those things can change. 
And just like our values and goals can change, sometimes we have to reorient things around us to match that. If we're changing a lot, we might feel kind of this resistance in our life where it's not supporting that change. And that could be because we perhaps need to make changes in our life, whether it be relationships or routines, could even be where you're living, any of those things that might you need to change to support this new value system, this new way of life that you've now stepped into. Lastly, I wanted to briefly touch on my faith. So I know I discuss my faith a lot on these episodes with my guests and in my solo episodes. So if any of you are curious what that means, I wanted to kind of just speak briefly through some of the Christianese, as some people might call it, some of the lingo, the slang that Christians, people of faith might talk about, and it could be kind of confusing. So I know sometimes I'll say things like, I really felt called, or I felt like God told me. And sometimes people ask me, like, what do you mean? Like, do you feel like you hear a voice? Does God write something on a wall? Like, how do you know what you're talking about? And it really takes time to learn the voice of God, and it could look different for different seasons of your life, different days, different people hear from God in different ways. But the way I would describe it is I feel kind of a warmth sensation. And when I really feel the Holy Spirit, which is part of the Trinity, um, I can go into that. It's a whole other um, podcast episode, which is so cool. But um, I feel like my hands get tingly and I start to really feel like thoughts just like come in really strongly. And it's not just like thoughts. Like I know it's from my – I know it's from the Holy Spirit. And again, it just takes time and you learn, okay, does this go in line with scripture, with like the Bible? So scripture is like from the Bible. So if I'm hearing something and it's like, you're dumb, I would be like, that is not from God because God does not believe that I'm dumb. God created me perfectly and believes that I am perfect in his sight and that I was worth dying for and that I – am loved by him. He would never call me dumb. He is faithful. He loves me. I can never do anything to lose his love. And no matter what I do, he loves me so much. And so that would not be from God. If I heard a voice or a thought in my mind saying something like, give this person $100, I would listen to it. And I would think, okay, God, like, is this from, is this from you? And perhaps I would hear it again. And I would feel in my heart this kind of like heavy kind of like push of like, come on, you know, kind of like, I guess for people, maybe this can be helpful. If you're not familiar with how the Holy Spirit speaks or how God speaks, it's almost like when you feel like in your conscience of like, oh, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. I feel really excited about this. It's like that, but it's almost like holy emotions where it's not from you. It's a holy thing. So for example, like when I'm in um, – I guess here's an example. is like I – if I feel led to do something that would be uncharacteristic of someone. So like if I feel led to give someone something that would be extremely selfless, that's not really something that a human would do. And that's not me in my own being 
that's not natural. It's not a natural thing for me to be like, I want to give up this for someone else. That is from God. That's the Holy Spirit tugging at me, being like, move forward in this way. And so I'm being led by his spirit, by his selflessness to act in that way through his love. Um, It wouldn't be something that, you know, in that instance, it would be something where I would be like, okay, wow, this is really selfless. That's probably from God. Um, And so when I'm praying through decisions, it looks like I'll just continue to ask God and I'll just feel a sensation of peace if I feel like he's leading me to that. Or sometimes if it's even just like something that I know he's leading me to do but I don't really want to do, I'll feel like that kind of conviction, which could also be likened to a motivation to do something that you feel like is right. I hope that makes sense. I would love to discuss that further, but I just kind of really wanted to touch on that because I know I and my other guests will mention that kind of lingo a lot of like, God told me and I felt called and this and that. And it can be really confusing and foreign. So I kind of wanted to speak some context into that. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, But yeah, you know my faith is so important to me. And it is truly everything. It is the reason why I'm in LA. It's the reason I have joy. It's the reason I have great friends and hope and life and peace. It is just the Lord is everything. Um, He is so, so good, y'all. He loves you. And if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling lost, if you're feeling burdened and just distraught, I just want you to know him. And all you have to do is just be like, hey, God, like, I think I want to know you. And will you just show yourself to me? Like, I don't know what that looks like, but hi. And if that's you, if you feel comfortable, like shoot me a text, DM, email. I would love to walk through that with you, but also you don't have to do that. Um, I just like want everyone to know him because he is so good, y'all. He just, he is joy. He is peace. And I just don't even know Like I would be – I would not be here without him. And he gives me life. And I know if you're feeling any of those negative things with God, like you will have hope. You will have peace. And yes, you will have hard times, but you will have supernatural joy and peace in the midst of it. And I can speak that from experience. So I hope that encourages you to get curious. If you are a spiritual person and perhaps you – rely on the universe or other um, spiritual ways. I don't believe in the universe. I mean, I believe it exists, but I believe that God is the one who leads and um, he's the one who moves and he is so intentional in the way that he loves each of us and he wants you and he wants you because he died for you and he loves you and there is so much life in him. So yeah, just wanted to briefly touch on that. There is so much more I could say again, but I couldn't help but share a little bit about that. If you have any questions, please let me know. I know this is kind of a sporadic episode of lighthearted and more deep stuff, but I wanted to kind of close it out with a mix of the fun and the deep. Hope you have a great 
rest of your Monday or whatever day you're listening to this episode on. And I'll catch you next week. I think is next week Christmas Day? No. It is. That's wild. Okay, so I'm gonna take we're gonna take a hiatus on the 25th in honor of Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And then the following Monday is New Year's Day. It is my plan to have an episode either that day or the following. It will probably be with my mom, which I'm super excited about. I convinced her to record an episode with me and we'll be discussing what it was like for her to have a daughter, aka myself, who was pursuing acting and what that was like for her. So tune in for the episode. It'll be super fun and I hope you have the best rest of your December. Thanks for hanging with me this year. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. You know what takes two seconds and is the gift that keeps on giving? Leaving a review on the podcast. It truly takes just two seconds. You just hit the stars and that would mean so much to me. It would be a Christmas gift to me. I don't want to be annoying about it. I know I ask about it almost every week, but it's because I really love to see them. And again, I do this out of the fun of doing it. And so just seeing those reviews really is encouraging for me when I'm editing away. And yeah, we just really love to see also just like what the podcast means to you. I would love to connect in that way and hear from you of like what you love about it, what you enjoy. Um, things that you would like to see in future episodes, you can always just like DM or email me that. Um, but yeah, would love to see some more reviews in there.